Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to my Living and Loving Each Day program and podcast. So delighted that you're here today. And um, my name is Susan Jansen. And today we have a very special guest and we are privileged to welcome an extraordinary uh, artist. Um, and she has the artistic, not artistic, artistic. I said artistic, didn't I? That's weird. But it is artistic ability and uh, captivating memoir that takes us on a journey through the power of music and the intricacies of life beautifully composed. She is a composer and a brilliant one at that. So Tina Davidson is my guest today. And before I introduce her to you, I just want to tell you a little bit about her. So Tina's music is nothing short of exceptional. And it's characterized by emotional depth and uh, lyrical dignity. These are the things that people have said about her. She has a vivid ear for harmony and colors that has captivated audiences worldwide. She's currently located in Pennsylvania. So that's another reason I'm just happy to even make this connection with her. She is renowned critics have hailed her compositions and with the New York Times praising her authentic voice and the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Inquirer allotted her haunting melodies born out of complex, repetitive rhythms. So those of us who have musical background and who understand what I'm saying, uh, just share this just shares how much she is adored in the music industry. So her remarkable talent has led to her music being recorded by esteemed artists like Hilary Hahn on uh, the Stooch Gramophone. She'll have to explain that to me better and make sure I've got that right. And released on renowned recording labels, including Albany Records, CRA, and Opus One. So in addition to her awe-inspiring musical creations, Tina has penned a memoir that unveils a rich tapestry of her life. And we're going to hear all about that today. And it's called Let Your Heart Be Broken, Life and Music from a Classical Composer. So I just don't want you want to delay anymore. I want you to meet this beautiful woman. And ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, welcome, welcome to Tina Davidson. Thank oh. you so much for being here today. Oh, I'm delighted, just absolutely delighted to be here with you. Thank you. And from Pennsylvania. So I don't know if you, I mean, are, is that where you're, where you're from and where you've been a long time? How does that work? I lived in Philadelphia for about 25 years and um, moved here in the early 2000s. So I've been here quite a while too. Okay. Uh, but I did grow up sort of all over the place. And I mean, all over the place. So Tina, where are you originally from? Um, I was actually born in Sweden, in Stockholm, Sweden. I lived there for three and a half years. And then um, when I was six, we moved to Istanbul, Turkey for three years. Uh, my mother and stepfather uh, were literature professors and they taught there. And then in high school, I, my mother did an exchange program in Germany, so I lived there for a year, and then I also lived in Israel for a year. So when I say I grew up all over, I mean all over. You And I bet knowing you and my, my understanding of composers, and that's limited, I'm just, I'm just a singer, I'm not a composer, but, um, but I'm sure your ear picked up the different types and variations of music all over the world. I think in particularly in uh, Turkey, I think I was at a wonderful age where I um, really could sort of listen without having any kind of judgments. It was just sort of like coming, flowing through me that, um, and I think in my music, 
particularly the way I handle strings, uh, sort of glissandos, or um, uh, maybe wanting to be slightly out of tune, you can hear a little bit of that in, in there. Oh, so that's, that's beautiful. And I'm, I, it, it makes, I think it makes it more rich. I mean, when you hear, um, you know, when you've been intermingled with different types of music and that probably comes out in your compositions. So tell me about where, you know, kind of what you were doing, like what you, your career has been, and then we want to end up for sure talking about your memoir, right? Yeah. Just tell us a little bit more. I want to hear from you. Your story. So um, I am. I compose out of a classical tradition. So I write for orchestras and ensembles, string quartets, things, things of that nature. And I always, as a child, played the piano and played a lot of classical music. But I also played a lot of contemporary music. And contemporary music in a classical tradition is really living composers who are composing music out of that tradition, sort of the way you might, you would you would compose out of a jazz tradition or a, a, a pop tradition. So mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. is my tradition. Um, <clears throat> and we really are composing about our lives and how we feel about living in today. Um, so I have done a lot of that music. I've spent about 45 years composing music um, and having performances. Uh, but then <clears throat> I decided I wanted to write a book, not only about my sort of peculiar life, but I really wanted to talk in a public way about writing music. And I'm not saying that I'm going to tell you what notes I use or how I do chords or, um, but I'm going to tell you what my personal process is as an artist, how I um, hold certain words in my head as I'm writing music and how I think that music has become sort of my journal, or I don't want to say my diary, but I definitely write about myself. I write about myself as a woman, as a mother, as a single parent for many years, um, living and breathing in this particular mm -hmm. time. And I always feel that great art is great art when it, um, when it really speaks about that artist at that moment. Mm, it's like it's, it's kind of a uh, a glimpse. It's like it's like a just a capturing just a glimpse at that moment. Yes, That's, I love that. And, and and we get that artist's real truth. I always say that um, my work is my job is to heave my heart into my mouth at all times, whatever that is. And um, sometimes it's it's not particularly good. And sometimes it's uh, much, you know, much more expansive. It depends upon if, if I look at my 40 year history of writing music, I can see where I was sort of developmentally. Um, and um, I think that's really interesting about an mm -hmm. artist that you, you would sort of understand them better. And maybe even you would understand your own journey better. Mm -hmm. I love that you're writing the story of your of your life, and it, like the title of our our podcast today is "Note by Note," and so that that just that just paints a picture for me to say these are these are the things that have happened and when they happened and how then at the end how it all combines together in a beautiful, you know, beautiful orchestrated 
book. Uh, it's too bad that you don't have a CD attached to her or some kind of a. Well, well you know, in my book at the back of it, it does have a Spotify um, music list. So a lot Good. of the pieces that I wrote during the period of time that I'm speaking about in the book have recordings. And so you can actually read about them and listen to a recording of it. And I had a, um, someone write to me and he said, oh, I loved your book. I'm sorry it took me so long, but I had to listen to all your music as I was reading the book. Wow. And that was really exciting. Yeah, that was really lovely. That's great. Well, just so everybody out there who's listening today knows we're going to, we already posted, you know, her website for us, but we want, you know, she'll tell us more later about how to get, get that con that book. That's going to, that sounds so cool. So now tell me what, of all the play, the 45 years of recording and 45 years of just being enveloped in this beautiful music, which is just something that we all share, you know, just to have that music is so important in, in so many people's lives. Like any things that stand out for you that are like just really highlights or, or things that you were really proud of? Well, you know, it's sort of like trying to decide about your children. <laughs> You kind of love them all. Hard um, to pick one. <laughs> yeah, I think I am continually most interested in the works that I'm creating right now uh, because they speak to me about my life where I am right now. Uh, but certainly um, it was really, as I write in my book, it was really when my daughter was born, I had been composing about 10 years. And so I was in my early 30s. And I realized that I wasn't really, I wasn't sure I was writing really authentic music because I wasn't sure I knew who I was. Mm. Um, and I had had some difficult things happen to me as a child. And I think my daughter was my great opportunity to either I could sort of package all these uh, uh, traumas up in a neat little present and give them to my daughter, <laughs> sort of undigested. A little bit the way my mother had done for me, or I could really get to work um, and do a lot of therapy and really do some very hard work about my my life. And then the gift to me was that I started really writing music that I felt was more true to who I was. Mm -hmm. And at that time, some of it was... Um, uh, a little bit gnarly, if you will, but um, I was able to open myself up more and more. And I really think that having a child really connected me to myself in a, in a much deeper, deeper way. Do you also feel like other life events might affect, you know, as you went through those those events and, and the trauma and the childhood, like all of those things would have impacted you and maybe you had other life events, like the birth of a child for sure. Um, and you said I, you're like me, we're a single mom for a little while. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure that those things inf influenced your music, did they? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Certainly. Um I wrote a piece during COVID, for instance, mm. and um, I was I was starting something, and I thought, wow, you know, this doesn't, this is, you know, I had started it before COVID started, and then was starting to even write it more during COVID, and I thought, you know, this is really not true to what's happening right now. Oh. So the piece is called Leap, 
because I think we all sort of leapt into this time period that um, we didn't know what was coming. We didn't know how long it was. It was always sort of surprising us. We were uh, very concerned on a global issue, on a global way. And um, the first section is called, um, oh, I always forget the title. <laughs> it's, it's like called um, Uncertain Ground. That's what it's called, Uncertain yeah. Ground. Sort of like you just, you put your foot and you're not sure it's going to hold really. And yeah. I was sort of writing about that kind of sense where almost life was pulling us rather than us sort of marching forward and doing our stuff. Mm -hmm. There was a kind of sense of gravity. You know, we were being mm -hmm. pulled down and we certainly weren't sure of things. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I'm always, I'm always writing about my life, not in a way that I'm trying to, um, you know, just sort of, I'm very sort of self-focused or narcissistic, but what I find with my music and my writing is that when I can be as honest about my life as I can, it almost, it reaches out and touches, mm -hmm. sort of resonates with mm. the listener or the reader. Not that they know me better, but almost mm. I imagine that they know themselves better. Mm -hmm. And I love that idea. And that's certainly my experience when I go out, I read a book or go to a museum or um, I am out in nature or mm -hmm. I'm traveling. I see all this and it's almost as if my world expands and I understand myself better. Oh, that's that's beautiful. I, I, that's what you're sharing. That's why it's interesting. Everyone has a different idea or um, a different feeling about COVID, you know, because I've spoken now to a lot of people all over the world, like you said. And um, for me personally, just to, to share, like I found that that was the first time in my life that I actually had was forced to stop mm -hmm. and really be a little more mindful of the things that were going around me. And then I was realizing, like, I was really like just this hamster just to going, you know, and, and it, I, and I didn't realize that until I had to stop till we were forced to do it. But for me, I really took that as like, whoa, this is a really nice space. Like, I'm really liking this. And then I started looking into doing things for, for me. And like you said, that authentic part, like just to find things that just lit me up. And mm -hmm. to find things. then, then I was realizing, whoa, why did I do all those things? Why did I do all those things? I really didn't want to be there or I didn't really want to spend time with those people. And I was understanding more about negativity and positivity and who, who I wanted to spend my time with. So since yeah. COVID for me, that's really been a beautiful step, you know, for just a, a growth for me, you know. Well, and I think that we now have so many different modes, modes of, com of communicating. Yeah. I mean, um, for uh, about a year, I actually was, um, oh, I'm just listening to your, I was listening to the music in the background. I'm oh, like, can oh, you hear that? Okay, yeah. I can turn that off. I'm sorry. You know, my ear is so attuned that during covid my daughter came up with this idea that we should all play games via the internet via zoom yeah. with her husband's family and 
I, you know, once a week sat down on my computer and played games with him and really developed a relationship with him. So that was, that was a gift. I want to also say that when I was 29, mm -hmm. I went to the dentist and I had my teeth cleaned. And uh, about three months later, I was in the hospital and oh. um, had gotten the, just by mistake, you know, just how they probe your teeth. Um, they had gotten some of my, the bacteria in my mouth into my bloodstream. It's called acute bacterial endocarditis. And I was very sick. Um, I was in the hospital for about 30 days and it turned out damaging, uh, turned out to damage my heart. Oh, and when I got out, um, they said, oh, you're going to need open heart surgery. Well, this was back in the eighties, in the mid eighties. And heart surgery was a really big deal. <laughs> and they said, well, don't worry, we'll just, you know, cut out your valve and we'll put in a new valve. And I thought, yeah, but then I'll be on, on medication for the rest of my life. Yes. You know, that, that seems like a trade and not a cure. So I decided, and this is sort of about our conversation about COVID, that what I would do is, if I could, I would stay out of the the surgeon's grasp for as long as possible. And I simplified my life. I was doing, I had many part-time jobs. I was also composing and I was also a pianist. I was doing a lot of performing. And I said, okay, pick one. It's, you can either do a performing career or a composing. And fortunately for me, I, I picked composing. Yeah. And for those nine years when I was, and I was pretty sick. I had congestive heart failure. Sometimes days were better. Sometimes days were worse. Oh. But if I was lying down by seven o'clock at night, I didn't have to sleep, but I did have to be lying. I had to have my legs up. Oh. I could make it through. And then I had a daughter and, um, and things didn't really get bad until the, the last year. And then I had waited long enough that it wasn't it was open heart surgery, but it was a repair, which they had just started doing in the 90s. And I actually wrote, I read about the two surgeons in the United States who could do it. And I sent them a tape of my music. <laughs> I did play, do did, my they so play, I, did they play yeah. while you were under? Yeah, so they took me at Cleveland Clinic. I flew out there. What I had was a real COVID experience where I was forced to simplify my life down to the bare elements and do the thing that I most wanted to do, which was to take care of myself, take care, write music and take care of my family. Mm. Um, and sometimes that was really hard. I had to sort of, I knew that because I would had a lot of physical symptoms. It was sort of like having the flu for nine years. Mm -hmm. oh. you ache, you're really tired, et cetera. But um, I, I really feel in a way that my life was saved at that moment when I got this condition because I was going to burn myself up. Mm. I was just doing way too much. I didn't really have mm -hmm. as much time to write music. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I so appreciated, mm. in hindsight, and of course, I had a really happy way ending and a lot of people don't. Right. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Um, there's this wonderful author and I quote him and that's 
my title of my book comes from something he said, let your heart be broken. But yes. he said, illness is a great teacher. Mm -hmm. But like all great teachers, you have to let them go. Yes. Ah. COVID was a great teacher. Yes. And, you know, now we have let COVID go. We're still being careful. It's not that we are being stupid. No. We bring those lessons with us. Mm -hmm. I think we're more aware of things. I think we're just, yes. and, and I, most of the people that I know are just more mindful about the decisions that they're making and that awareness is huge. Yes. So Tina, tell everybody how they can get your book or hear your beautiful music. How oh, can that happen? So you can buy my book, Let Your Heart Be Broken, uh, Life and Music, a classical composer I have uh -huh. right here. And um, you can get it on Amazon. I think you can order it on Barnes and Nobles. You can just, it's easy to find. Uh, my website is tinadavidson.com. Pretty yes. easy. And I think my music is streamed on most uh, like Apple and Spotify and uh, probably places I don't even know about yet. Aww. I'm sure it, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. <laughs> This is so beautiful. I just, you know, it's such a pleasure to all the way from Pennsylvania to meet you and to speak mm -hmm. with you. I just was really, um, uh, it's just struck me and you did inspire me when I read about, you know, what you've done with your beautiful music. So I want to thank you so much for being here today. And I, everybody, thank you so much for joining us and, and be sure Tina's name is not on the screen here, but it is in the description, tinadavidson.com. And, uh, and I just, uh, encourage you to just go out and listen to her beautiful music and her compositions. So Tina, thank you so much. This oh, is delighted to be here. Thank this you. This is thank so you. great. Thank you so much for being on the show. And again, everybody, if you want to just tune into livingandlovingeachday.com, you can subscribe there just to hear more about what's coming up because there's new things coming up in the fall. Um, but I would just love to keep in touch with you there. So please feel free to do that. And again, everybody have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Okay. Bye.